Blog Talk Radio.
Greetings, 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 peace and love, joy and prosperity, elevation, revelation, revelation, manifestation. You are now listening live and always in archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye, Hudu Obea Bokur sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African hoodoo, world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, or it's all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my personal mantra, my affirmation, my reverberation, and it is my ever-living reality, crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my works along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe, Asheo. Aibobo, I greet you this Wednesday. March 25th, 2020, understanding that all is truly indeed a blessing within all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African voodoo world spiritualist perspective. I welcome each and every one of you both individually and collectively. I invite you to use my Blog Talk Radio call-in number, area code 347 Two one five eight nine six seven area code three four seven two one five eight nine six seven so that we can all hear you and appreciate questions, comments, and requests for my live YouTube chat. As always, please type in all capital letters in the chat box so that both myself and Kiona can see and respond to your questions um, in a clear and, and timely manner. I welcome Tasha, Tasha Love, Chase with Tasha, Takia Jet, Kiona D. Carter, of course, my uh, moderator in the chat, Chris King 81, Spiritual Offset. Welcome each and every one of you. Miss Mary um, Lay Five, I think that is, and of course, Seven the Gentleman. Welcome each and every one of you for returning, being consistent listeners and participating in the show. I invite you to participate, to call in today, to type your questions in the chat, and be a part of this squared circle of gods and goddesses. Today, I wanted to talk more about Plague God. I want to reintroduce a little bit more about Marie Laveau to you. Many of you are familiar with Marie Laveau, at least as far as entertainment and and literary works and, and dramatic drawings and paintings and the like. 
but very little is really understood about Marie Laveau, and I'm grateful and honored to be uh, a really close friend of the one woman who came to New Orleans, couch surfed, did her homework, did her research, and was able to legitimize Marie Laveau um, on paper, and that's Ina Frednick. Today, I want to talk more about how she spent her days, how she spent her nights, and of course, her connection to plagues and plague gods. Very little is really known about Marie Laveau, but the story that most tour guides tell is that she was a hairdresser to the wealthy white women who felt comfortable confessing their darkest secrets and fears to Marie Laveau. Some part-time researchers think that Marie II, one of Marie Laveau's daughters, actually held the hairdresser profession. The widow Paris, as Marie Laveau referred to herself, which much more likely to spend her days in service to others. Marie Laveau was a generous woman and was said to be a devout Catholic woman and was known to use her means, her magic, her voodoo, in the service of others, to help others. Marie Laveau attended Catholic Mass regularly, her home filled with images of saints. She created a space that was protected and safe for all that lived with her and visited with her. She ministered to prisoners locked up inside the cabildo, offering guidance to redemption and forgiveness. Marie Laveau was a woman filled with compassion and strong religious faith and belief and a clear intention to help people in her community. John Kendall, a local writer in the early 20th century and a self-professed expert on Marie Laveau, wrote, After dark, you might see carriages roll up to Marie Laveau's door and veiled ladies elegantly attired descend and hurry in to buy what the old witch had for sale. An errant fraud, no doubt, he says, but money poured into her lap down to the last day of her evil life. Mr. Kendall was not a fan, obviously, of Marie Laveau, and perhaps he was one of the many that thought voodoo was part of the dark arts, was part of black magic, was part of witchcraft, which indeed is unfortunate and not true at all. Um, As I suggested on yesterday and on many previous shows, we must consider the source of our information, all of our information, including the information that I give you, that I share with you, that I offer you. I've never offered you anything that can't be researched, that can't be studied, that can't be found, that, that does not have a footprint. But when we take into consideration racism, prejudice, white supremacy, ignorance, arrogance as it relates to the culture and tradition and all the practices associated not just with voodoo, but with African traditional religious belief in general, they're often going to be marked, described, labeled as evil, as wicked um, by most authors, save for those who indeed practice the tradition and those who seek to write and share truth about these traditions. New Orleans voodoo is the only Afro 
Catholic religion to emerge in the in North America in the in the so-called New World. New Orleans African nations that were at the root of the religion, but also from the New World colonies that had brought in enslaved Africans by way of the Middle Passage. We have to remember that in the 1700s, there were many enslaved in St. Dominique, now known as Dominican Republic, Cuba, Brazil, Haiti, as well as Louisiana. And it was the Haitian Revolution that began in 1791 that had the most significant influence in the creation of New Orleans voodoo. It was the frightening stories of the revolution that heightened the fear of the religion of voodoo within the white community. Understand it wasn't just the fear of voodoo and voodoo itself, but it was also the fear of insurrection, the fear of uprising, the fear that you might be empowered through voodoo, the fear that you might be enleavened through voodoo, the fear that you might stand up in your truth through voodoo and no longer choose to lay down, no longer choose to surrender, no longer choose to go along. So there are many elements that go into the the madness that is the voodoo that is often demonstrated today. And I myself have been, you know, a, a party to entertainment, movies, um, um, Angela Bassett and, and uh, the uh, production that we did uh, for television, American Horror Story, um, for the sake of entertainment creativity, art, but there's a line, and I've said this since the beginning of my presence online, since Hurricane Katrina, there is a line that has to be drawn between what is truth and what is fiction, what is real and what is not real as it relates to the ethno-cultural demonstration that is voodoo. And Marie Laveau, love her or not, is, is one of the strongest demonstrations, one of the strongest symbolic representations of this voodoo that has survived time, that has survived entertainment, that has survived history book writing, uh, entertainment book writing, that has survived uh, calamities such as bubonic plague passed on by fleas, such as yellow fever passed on by mosquitoes. And I make that point because, you know, we must understand our ancestors lived in, in a much more scarier and perilous time than what we might think we might be up against today. Yes, it's a virus. It's, it's a bacteria that we can't see. How, how well do we control mosquitoes in, in 1700? How well do we control fleas in the 1700s? And Marie Laveau put her life on the line. It's one of the least shared stories here in the city uh, among the tour guides that I've heard from, except for our sacred stories, of course. Uh, the involvement Marie Laveau had in plague culture, being a devout Catholic, being a devout religious woman, being a devout spiritual woman, she gave her hands, her time, her effort her services to helping and helping the community and helping at the grassroots level. And often our grassroots 
leaders and organizers and activists don't get the credit they deserve, don't get the amen chorus that they deserve, don't get the plaques and the statuary that they deserve, and often their names are not mentioned or not held up until long after they've passed on, long after their work has been absorbed into the community. How often do we talk about the free lunch program and, and, and the uh, Black Panthers? How many of you are even conscious that the Black Panthers created the free lunch program, the, the breakfast at school program? And, and today we are stocking up our schools and the government is, is, is shoring up our institutions in order to provide meals, in order to provide food. In, in the community right now to those who might not have access. Where that is still being allowed, I know it's being shut down in some areas uh, due to people, you know, testing for this, for, this, uh, for this virus. So let us not ever overlook and underestimate the role of healing in voodoo, hoodoo, root work, obia, not all about darkness. It's not all about control. It's not all, all about binding and retribution. It's not all about battle. The battle, and we mentioned maybe two days ago that the word usage that's happening right now. People are using warlike words, battle-like words, phraseology that you typically hear in, in, in wartime. But when we look at any disease, the cancer patient, the diabetic patient, the HIV AIDS patient, they're in a battle. They're in a war, sometimes against their own body, and as well against the infection or the disease or the imbalance that might be existing within the body. So healing, healing is 50% of, of nature. When we say voodoo is nature and you, and you don't have voodoo without nature, we have to first start with healing, mind, body, spiritual healing, communal healing, healing within your family, healing, healing within your country, healing within your region, within your zone. And we look to nature, to our plants, to our roots, to our herbs, to our barks, to our fruits, to our produce, uh, to our vegetables, to our minerals to give us this empowerment, literally and figuratively, the grounded man, the physical man, the man or woman existing in the first, second, and third chakra is looking at their body, is looking at exercise, is looking at what they eat, what they drink, what they take in. But the spiritual practitioner and the spiritual person and spiritual individual is looking at how what they eat, what they drink, what they take in affects their mind their spirit, their emotion, their energy, and their ability to harvest that and harness that and utilize that for the better good. One of my uh, favorite philosophies and self-created quotes is spiritual power lies in its efficacy, its ability to provide lasting, reliable, tangible results. That's what science says that something that's well-tested, something that's well-vested has to be done uh, in, in, a, in a clean, sterile, uh, unbiased environment. 
if it works for me, it should work for you. If it works for you, it should work for the next person. Uh, not that everything works for everybody, but there should be some patterning, some uh, grouping together of, of results that suggest the efficacy of a plan, of a ritual, uh, of a solution, of an application. So we're quite dependent right now on our scientists and our doctors and, and our lab technicians and our trained, educated, um, uh, verified individuals to bring uh, real-world solutions to what we're facing right now. But as a spiritualist, as a voodoo practitioner, as a minister, uh, my goal, my job, my position is to address that which is spiritual that which is ethereal, that which we can address within spirit realms. And today we acknowledge the powers of divination. Today we acknowledge uh, the powers of at the crossroads, the powers that open and close doors, the powers that hold all keys. Today we acknowledge the powers of pure, clean, fresh water and refreshment and cooling and rejuvenation. Today, we acknowledge the powers of salt water and nurturing and, and mothering and all the powerful solutions and organic solutions that exist in the world, like penicillin, or, you know, like the vaccines that still exist in our jungles and in our, uh, our unincorporated areas. And so we also acknowledge the powers of, of the deepest mysteries of the ocean, the deepest mysteries of the mind, the deepest mysteries of life, and we give thanks. I stood up 6.30 this morning to acknowledge and to give thanks, as I know many of you too are. We are spending more time at home. We are spending more time in our sacred spaces. We are spending more time in front of our shrines and our, our altars, and for this, for indeed, spiritual power lies in its efficacy and its ability to manifest tangible, reliable results right here, right now, in this most present moment in time space. And so I give thanks. Um, I give Marie Laveau a great deal of the credit and the responsibility and the motivation and the impetus for who and what I am today. For me being here today, it was a spiritualist church from Atlanta, out of Atlanta. Give thanks to Bishop L, if you're listening, who brought me to New Orleans uh, as, a, as an adult some over 20, 20 years ago, 23 years ago, I think. And so please forgive me. I'm breaking up just a little bit. Come on now, YouTube. Please forgive me if I'm buffering. I'm not sure what's going on right now. Kiana, thanks for being my assistant. Yes, I'm here. Please forgive me. Um, I buffered out for a minute. Uh, but I was, as I was saying, um, it was Bishop L and this spiritualist church in Atlanta that first brought me to New Orleans as an adult um, some 23, 24 years ago. And so 
a part of that trip, like many of you do, you know, you come and, and you visit the quarter and you visit the cemeteries and you visit the historic spaces and places and, and events and food, et cetera. <clears throat> Excuse me. The very last place that I had the opportunity to visit was St. Louis Cemetery Number One. We were here for, you know, a religious revival, a spiritual revival. And I can't even remember right now the name of that church or the location of that church. But it had statues of St. Jude and uh, Christ and the Mother and, and things that I had never seen before in a black church that wasn't Catholic, that, that wasn't uh, Baptist or, or evangelical, but was acknowledging Loa and was acknowledging Arisha. Uh, in this sacred space that visually appeared to be a church. And I remember going into the French Quarter for the first time in this life as an adult and uh, trancing out and, and getting lightheaded and hearing uh, the, the hooves of horses on, on the cobblestones and really being transported back in time. And so in my earlier years here, I did not, could not spend a whole lot of time in the French Quarter uh, for that reason. And so it was maybe our, oh, come on now with this buffering. You two, please quit it with the buffering. Uh, I don't, I want a story out and I, and I want to get my story on record. Keona, I know you see that. And all my viewers and listeners, listen, there's certain things that I can say. There are certain things that I can talk about, and we start buffering. And, and, and tell me that's not conscious. It's hard not to think that there's something behind that, that there's a force behind that. We had been in New Orleans for this retreat, this spiritual retreat for four days, five days, I guess. And it was the last day and we were preparing to leave. Uh, the last day was a Sunday, as a matter of fact. And St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 has really uh, different hours on Sunday compared to other days of the week. And so we didn't know that. And so we get to the gate and the cemetery is, is closed, but we still acknowledge the ancestors and we still acknowledge Marie Laveau, and we, and we still did our thing. And so I credit Marie Laveau to me being in New Orleans, to me being called to New Orleans. So I went back to Atlanta for about, I don't know, 20 days, 28 days, something like that. Couldn't rest, couldn't sit still. Hopped on a Greyhound with the heaviest bag of fresh hand-dipped incense you can imagine and made my way back to New Orleans. And the funny thing, um, I was a, a vendor back then. That's how I made my living back then. I, I didn't sell a pack of incense, really. Um, I sold a few, gave away a few uh, at the Osmond Inn, at the Brentley, at the Salvation Army. But I spent most of my time on the streets, visiting historic locations, checking out the city, uh, and 
bringing coffee and beignets to Marie Laveau every day. And Marie Laveau began to talk to me, began to communicate to me and through me and in me. And much of who I was, Swan Parsons, my heart goes out to you, beloved, if you under the sound of my voice. I met Swan back in the 80s in California. Swan is from that historic family name, Parsons. Uh, she and I uh, used to talk about voodoo, used to talk about Marie Laveau, used to talk about New Orleans and, 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 and Louisiana uh, back in the 80s. And so Marie Laveau began to confirm for me many of the things that she and I used to talk about back in the day. Uh, welcome, caller, area code 804. Welcome. If you have a question or a comment, just push the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will open your mic. Please, if you have a question, comment, request, hit me at 845-277-9143. Press the number one. That's like raising your hand for me virtually, and I'll open your mic. Thank you, area code 804, and all my other listeners who are sitting on the phone lines with me. And so Marie Laveau is why I'm here. Marie Laveau validated what I knew, what spirit had been trying to teach me, show me, demonstrate for me uh, since childhood, since elementary school. So I give a lot of credit to Marie Laveau um, for who I am and, and what I am and for moving voodoo forward again in a modern context. In 2020, area code 804. Your mic is now open. Who's in call- 2020. Who's calling? Area area? Co- okay, I'm, I got a, a, a bit of a delay. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> I got my computer on mic and, and I got a bit of a delay. So area code 804, as soon as that delay stops, I'm opening your mic. And, and I got a bit of a delay. So area code 804, as soon as that delay stops, I'm opening your mic. Wow. I don't know how to get beyond that. Give me a second, 804. Wow. I don't know how to get beyond that. Okay, here we go. Area code 804. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Hello. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, my name is Vernell. It's so with a V, like in Virginia, and I'm calling from Virginia. Yes, beloved. Thank you so much for calling. We most certainly do appreciate you. Um, what's your question or comment? Yes, beloved. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, it's more more of a question and comment. Um, I, I um just last week I, I lost my boyfriend to um, metastatic cancer. And um, and his his brother has been pretty ridiculous uh, towards me, and um, and you know he was trying to sell off some of my my boyfriend's things to me, but he he gives um, some of my boyfriend's belongings to other people. And um, I was wondering, um, for one for one thing, if you have any any message from my boyfriend and. If you have any kind of recommendation of what I can do to make his brother stop um, not coming to me for money anymore. Yes, beloved. Thank you so much for your question and your comment. 
please forgive me, YouTube audience, um, because you couldn't hear that. Uh, and you know why, because I can't, I don't know, I'm getting this reverberation of sound right now. Um, I'm not sure if it's because mm-hmm. my devices are too close together or what's going on. I'm going to try and fix and repair that uh, to the best of my ability. Caller, I did hear your question um, in its entirety. I heard you ask about how to block and stop, uh, I believe it is the brother and, and maybe even the family from interfering with you, from asking you for stuff, um, for disturbing your peace. And the second question that I believe I heard from you was about messages, communication. Does this, uh, uh, does your beloved who has recently passed on have any messages for you? Um, Do they have anything to say? And so give me just a second. Okay. Now, the message that your beloved is saying, at first it's going to seem like what a beloved one would say to anyone who was still living, existing, but experiencing grief. So I know that you are still a bit in a state of mourning. I I know that this has affected your general sense of well-being, how you go about life, how you go about from day to day. Beloved, you're being asked to move forward. He is specifically to you asking you to get up and continue. And it's almost as if there's there's something that you've been working on, a project, an idea um, that you found great sense of peace and um, contentment from when your beloved was living. You're being asked to, to pick that up and to continue, to continue on. You're being asked to take leadership in your happiness. Your beloved is on the other side, is in a better space, but can also see, feel, hear, and experience what it is that you see, hear, feel, and experience. So when we send our beloveds on to Orun, on to heaven, or on to the next place, on to the next level, um, throughout history, we've fed them, we've poured water libation, we've um, done what's necessary to make sure that they're at peace, that they're content, that they don't leave behind uh, unfinished work. And so that emotional place that you're in right now. Can you hear me, beloved? Are you with me? Yes, I am. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Uh, give me a second, beloved. I'm not picking you up. Okay. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Beloved, are you there? Um, I'm, I'm here. Okay, the I'm headphones here. are not working either. 
This is crazy. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, I can hear you. Okay, I hear you now. Uh, yeah. Thank you. So, um, your state of emotion right now is showing up as unfinished work. And it causes your beloved to sort of hover, to stay behind. It doesn't allow them to move forward. People who love us, our spouses, our, our, our parents, our, our friends and family who truly love us and are now on the other side want you to be at peace. And so you're being asked to get up again, pick up again, and, and restart that place that you were at a year ago and take leadership, take leadership. You have something still to offer, and your beloved would want you to push that forward. Are you with me? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's more like objects and things that I like to do, um, um, but um, I'm not really interested in getting with anybody in the now or in the future. Um, I'm, I'm just going to be doing doing little things that enjoy my my sons and all, um, and what's going on in their lives um, until my time comes to leave this world myself. Um, but I have no interest in, in getting in within anyone in the future. Um, but my 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 question to you is um, when when my time comes to go to the other side to pass on. Will I will I meet him? When I will I be with him again when my time comes? You know, it's a very Christian thing to say, you know, I'm going I'm going to meet my grandmother, you know, at some point, you know, you go to the funerals and you hear the sad song and you know, how do we say goodbye? Um and so I compare this type of question, beloved, to a soulmate type question. And often in this culture, in the Western culture, we've been taught soulmates as sort of this Cupid, Valentine's Day, love type of thing. And soulmate conditioning is more about spiritual work, spiritual work. We meet people, friends, family, lovers, spouses, you know, eventual husbands and wives that add something to our lives, but also show up to help us to grow and to learn a lesson and to move forward. And particularly when we look at soulmate families, because typically we travel in groups, not pairs, not triplets, but in groups. Uh, typically when we see that grouping, it's not just about reuniting the love, if you will, but reuniting the work. Whatever the orientation of the work was or is. So absolutely we meet our family, our friends, our loved ones on the other side in a, in a, in a better condition. But we also have to take into account that each and every one of us individually is on a journey. And we don't all just pass over, just transcend into the next realm and immediately become 
perfect and immediately become perfected. That evolves. That takes some time. And that's why we have reincarnation explained in some cultures. What causes us to come back? What causes us to have to do life again? What causes us to have to sort of push through an earth existence one more time? So if there's unfinished work, you absolutely will come together again. If you don't find a place to heal, and, and, and I heard your response. I'm not asking you to, to date again and, and to find a new partner, but you've got work, individual work that you were doing before you met your beloved that must continue on now, and you're being asked to revive that. You're being asked to stand up again. You're being asked to, to, to be productive again in, in that way. And of course, beloved, I welcome you to email me at divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. Um, and we might be able to look at this a little bit more personally. But in terms of uh, uh, what the shells and the, and the mouth of the ancestors are speaking right now to us through the shells, you're really being asked to, to stand up and take leadership again. And he's asking you to go out. Of course, not right now, because we're all sort of hunkered down uh, at the moment. But, but he's asking you to go out again. And, and you might try that virtually right now. Reconnect. Rebuild some connections. Rebuild some, some activity w- within your community, within your life, that fulfill that space. Thank you so much, caller, at 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. If you have questions, comments, and requests, please press the number one, and I will open your mic. Caller, did you have um, another comment you wanted to make before I move forward? Did you have um, another comment you wanted to make before I move forward? <laughs> okay. Um about his brother, um, do you have any any uh, kind of way that I yes. could um, stop him from asking me for money or something? Yes. Now, there's some physical, literal things I need you to do, and then there's some spiritual things that I need you to do. First, I need you to uh-huh. clean the house. And I don't care how clean your house is, I need you to go through with a bucket of, of, of ammonia water, and a little cinnamon, and just and clean your house. Clean everything down in your house. If you got wood floors, mop the floors with it. If, if otherwise, take a rag, wipe everything down with it. If, if you got carpeting, just sprinkle it a little bit about and, and vacuum that. Um, you want to clean your house. The second thing you want to do is lay a red brick dust line down at your front door. Again, if you have Wood floor, linoleum, great. If you have carpeting, this this might be a little bit more tricky. Um, And depending on how your foyer, your entryway is is created, uh, this might be easier or more difficult for you. But get get Um, a red brick, grind it down, rub it down. Take two and rub them against each other and grind it down to a powder and lay a red 
brick line down at your front door. You can even lay it down and put the carpet over that. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be visible. It just needs to be there. Um, I don't necessarily suggest putting it outside the door only because, you know, depending on whether you live in a building or, or, or you have a, a covered porchway, the weather might blow it around. But if you have a covered entryway, you might be able to, to do that as well. The next thing I want you to do that's a little bit more spiritual, I want you to use a double terminated crystal. That means a crystal that has a natural point on both ends. Mm-hmm. This is a natural, uncut, unpolished, double, double terminated crystal. Doesn't have to be this big, doesn't have to be this small, doesn't have to be this color. It just has to have a point. A natural point at both ends. An even better option would be a Herkimer diamond, which naturally forms points and terminations at, at both ends. And with that, you want to hold that and pray with that and create an aura of protection around you. It, the crystal will help you increase to magnify your defensive Face, your defensive aura, your de- your defensive field, and all I want you to chant, all I want you to chant is "Thy will be done." Thy will be done. That, that's all I want you to chant. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. But use your imagination and force your aura to increase in size. And then use your imagination and layer that. Layer that with silver, silver energy as a de- as deflective, protective shield. Another stone that is equally as useful as double terminators is hematite, polished hematite. Polished hematite has sort of a shiny, metallic look about it. But this stone is really mm-hmm. red. It's really like a copper ore. So if I drug this across a, a porcelain plate or, or across the sidewalk, it would leave a red dust trail, just like that red brick. Mm-hmm. And if you're not mm-hmm. used to meditating, if you're not used to using stones and crystals, I say use your imagination. You hear faking until you make it. Use your imagination. Over time, mm-hmm. It'll kick in, and you won't have to use your imagination as much. Just the holding the stone, just the thinking of the stone will automatically increase that field for you, that shield for you. I showed on camera the other day that the stone that I usually wear on my neck is double terminated. In order to increase that aura, increase that force field. And then the last thing I'll say to you, beloved, and probably the most important thing is learn to say no. Just learn to say no. Just learn to say no. Just learn to say no. For your own good, for your own best interest, for the best interest of those that you would seek to help. Because what you could be creating is a codependent relationship. You could be becoming an enabler. And you could be setting up 
an escape hatch, if you will, where there should not be one. Allow your your brother-in-law to experience reality. Allow your brother-in-law to experience his own karma. Allow your brother-in-law to to experience the repercussions and the outcome of his own energy, his own actions, his own behavior. And I find that to be quite problematic, particularly with women. Not that men can't become this, but particularly with women. And often women are in place to fix, repair, change, forgive, help out, assist in a a way that allows men not to grow. And so just stop. Just say no. Mm -hmm. Let the call go to the voicemail. Force Mm -hmm. him to mention, to say what it is that he wants, what it is that he needs before you have verbal communication with him. Um, but again, th- this this can get a little bit personal, beloved. So if you will, um, just send me an email at Divine Prince, D-I-V-I-N-E, Divine Prince, at HowOfTheDivinePrince.com, and I'll be more than happy to assist you um, in more explicit detail. Uh, but I certainly appreciate you. Kiona, help me out. Okay. I appreciate the questions, comments, the requests. Please do type them all in capital letters in the chat box so that we can see them and, and address them. I invite you, if you will, to call me at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. You can listen to the, to the show, but you can also press the number one as our caller has done, and participate actively in the show. Uh, Beloved caller, I've also found that burning sacred resins, resins that have been prayed over, frankincense, myrrh, sage, can run people out of your house. Now, if he's showing up at the Mm -hmm. house, spending time in your Mm -hmm. space, again, I would suggest you know, creating a little uh, a space for your for your ancestors if you haven't done so already. Your beloved mm-hmm. who's passed on is it, not necessarily an ancestor yet. He will soon become an ancestor to to others, but right now he's what we call an egum, and he's just on the other side. But he can connect with the ancestors, and the ancestors can communicate for you and with you and with him sort of bring that energy together. So place him with your ancestors. Your photo, if you have the obituary, create a, a little sacred mm-hmm. space there. And then I want you to get you a good charcoal burner. Charcoal mm-hmm. are, that I'm talking about are round. You buy them at your church supplies, your candle supplies, your religious supplies, and they sell these little round charcoals that we burn the frankincense, mm-hmm. the myrrh, the, the dragon's blood resin on. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. um, he, the devil don't like it. Negative people don't like it. I don't care how cute they look on, on the outside, they don't like it. Some of you remember mm-hmm. uh, Nylon Traitor and I, uh, Mardi Gras Day. I didn't mask, quote unquote, mask Indian this year. I didn't wear feathers and prune plumes and sequins 
in beads. I dress like a, 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 a Indian, an indigenous old school Indian. Um, uh, and then Nile and the Traitor and I went out and purged and smudged the community. Think about it now. It is being suggested that time zero, not ground zero, but time point zero for New Orleans was Mardi Gras. It's being suggested. And so I almost didn't come out at all for Mardi Gras. Nyla will tell you this. I almost did not come out at all for Mardi Gras. I, I wasn't feeling it. My spirit wasn't in it. it. It wasn't making sense to me. The night before, 11.43 p.m. the night before, Lundy Gras, we decided in an instant. Spirit dropped it in my, in my consciousness, and we decided in that moment we were going out how we were going out, and what we were going to do. Um, we got up. We got dressed. We got our smudging and our, and our uh, uh, incense supplies, and we went out. Present, myrrh, sage. Many people loved it. Loved it. Appreciated our being, being there. Understood uh, what we were doing was grateful for the magnitude of, of what it was that we were doing. Um, and so they were happy. They were absolutely uh, grateful for it. But then, please forgive me, I'm trying to respond to a message that really interrupted my view <laughs> right now of the show. And I hope I have been disconnected by trying to do so. Oh no! Where's my broadcast? Oh, <laughs> oh! I, I, I can still hear you. I don't know if you hear me. I'm still here. Hello. Hello. I'm still here. Hello. 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 Please give me Blog Talk Radio for all of that silence. Um, I lost my live feed in um, YouTube, and I had to I had to reload it. So please forgive me uh, for all that silence, Blog Talk Radio. Um, so many of you know um, that we went out and we staged the community. That's what we did. And we staged against infirmities. We staged against illness. We staged against uh, dis ease. We staged against uh, violence and, and crime in the community. We, we staged against many things. And so that's what I did, Carnival. That's what I did, Mardi Gras Day. And to now be where we are today, to now be uh, in the state that we're in today, to now be um, confronting what we're confronting today, it's all just prophetic to me. It's all just prophetic. Um, all the activities that we had done in the House of the Divine Prince since 
um, Halloween really are now making sense and are now lining up um, to connect with what we are confronted with, what we are um, dealing with today. And Sakia Jet, do it. If, if you're led to do it, if spirit is telling you to do it, if it's genuine, if it's authentic, if it's real, do it. Um, I've seen someone, you know, post something yesterday, and, and it wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. Um, you could tell it was for show. You could tell it was for likes. Uh, you could tell it was because they had nothing else to do. Um, and, and so they decided to post something that looked spiritual on Instagram. Uh, but but if it's real, if it's authentic, if it's in your heart, if you're led to do it, beloved, do it. Just do it. And I appreciate you all for, for coming back, for returning. I lost the feed for a moment. Uh, I appreciate you, seven gentlemen, Tate Latasha, Kiana D. Carter, uh, Sakia Jett. The net gives, um, and, and those who are still with me and present and listening on my phone line, um, I'm grateful for you. Even through the technical glitches, you all just stick right in, um, or you call right back. So uh, I'm hopeful, prayerful that my audience will return. We all know that somebody is upset about me broadcasting, and I'm over it. <laughs> I just keep doing it. I'm, I'm over being concerned about your being concerned about what I'm broadcasting. So I, I just keep doing it, and, and I do it for my community. I do it for the ancestors. I do it for for my own spiritual growth and spiritual maturity. Carla, I hope I addressed um, your questions about uh, blocking the brother and the, and the brother's energy um, and him bringing that into, into your space, literally and figuratively. I'll come back to you um, momentarily, 804, to be sure that uh, you don't have another question, comment, or request. I invite my YouTube listeners who have something to say to call me at 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. I'm being led to say right now to my readers and wannabe readers and 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 spiritualists out there, be very careful about trying to read the time, trying to read the future as it relates to this virus. Be very careful. One of the rules of reading is that you don't self-read. That's the first thing. Number two. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 <laughs> oh boy, not again. Hello. 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 
Hello. Can you hear me? Hello? 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 Can you hear me clearly? Um, can yes, you I hear can me? hear you. You can hear me now. I can hear you. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah, I can hear you. I got booted off and I had to call back in. And so I appreciate that. Thank you, Carla, 804. And I invite others, if you have a question, comment, or request, to pick up your phone and dial 804-277-9143, and then press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. Keone, I don't even know what I was talking about um, before I got interrupted. (laughs) So please forgive me. Please forgive me. Oh, I know what I was talking about. I was talking about the uh, uh, propensity that some might have to want to read and reread and overread yourself and and each other. I was talking about um, people trying to read and reread themselves, uh, particularly right now during these trying times. Uh, it's never a good idea good idea one to read yourself but it's it's also not a good idea to overread to try and re-ask the same questions more than once um trying to either get the response that you want that you desire uh, but also pushing spirit prodding spirit to sort of speak when the timing just might not be right so resist, resist the notion of overusing your tools, of trying to read yourself, of trying to read the virus, of trying to read the conditions um, that are going on in society right now, and just activate your third eye. Just allow spirit to come to you in your dream state, to come to you in your third eye, to you in your meditative state, and then write that down, journal that down. I'm grateful that even in the readings that I've done um, in the last week, um, no one's really asked me about that. Uh, In fact, no one has ever asked me uh, about, you know, the virus in the course of their consultation. People are mostly concerned about themselves, their spiritual evolution, their spiritual growth, uh, and then that of their family and their friends and their loved ones. People are, are, are mostly concerned about what do I do now? How do I move forward now? How do I activate in the now and, and then keep that uh, going? No matter what is happening 
right now or not happening right now. So I'm grateful for that. But I'm led by spirit to speak directly to the practitioners, the wannabe practitioners that are out there just experimenting with things. Um, it could be a very dangerous thing for you to try and tarot card the virus um, and, and not interpret what you're seeing correctly, what you're seeing properly. Um, I also advise against turning over tarot cards when you're not doing a legitimate reading. I also advise against not utilizing your, your stones, uh, your cowrie shells, your other divination tools when you're not actively involved in a real authentic divination. One, it sets up a precedent with yourself, your environment around you, and the tool that this is what you're for. This is how I use you, and, and nothing else. They're not tools. They're not something that we grab right now to sort of uh, pass the time. Uh, if you want to study your cards, read the books that come with your cards. Read uh, Secret Teachings of the Ages, uh, which is a, a tool that I use in teaching. Uh, not just tarot, but astrology and, and divination in general. Uh, Secret Teachings of the Ages by Manly P. Hall. So study, if you really want to study the tarot cards, symbolism, and the language that's, that's being spoken. But I'm grateful for my crafters and my artisans like Tate with Tasha, who are, you know, utilizing their time right now to pray and meditate into these stones and these minerals and these gemstones crystal, and Tasha makes wonderful, wonderful jewelry. Uh, so please give her some play, give her some acknowledgement um, in social media. And many others, Zai uh, Marcus Art, who often shows up in chat, I don't know if Marcus is with us today, uh, is another profound artisan out of Chicago. Uh, Marcus Akinlana here in uh, New Orleans, another profound artist um, from Chicago, now living and existing in New Orleans. Um, and they are taking their anxiety and their energy and their love uh, and their hopefulness, and they are putting it into these stones, these crystals, charging these stones and these crystals for us, um, and are then packaging them and sending them out to you. So please support our artisans and our practitioners that work and pray with light and crystal and water and air and fire and spirit. Um, I'm truly grateful for you and, and your projection of healing in this moment in time space. This is a time to be and to be all that we can be indeed to be, to be well, to be still. In some cases, to be quiet, to be creative, to be hopeful, to be calm, to be kind, to be safe, to be happy, to be patient. This is the time to be loved. This is the time to be neighborly, to be proactive, to be available. Maybe not necessarily physically available, but to be available by phone, by chat by Skype, by Google Duo, by WhatsApp. Now is the time to be peace. Now is the time to respect the voodoo. Please give me your questions, your comments, your requests. 
type them in all capital letters in the chat. Kiona will help me to see them and identify them. You can also call me now on my phone line, the area code 845-277-9143, 845-779143. As always, I have many people looking at me right now, loving at me right now, hating at me right now, but I also appreciate your questions, your comments, your requests, your activation. Thank you so much. And I appreciate all the messages that I'm getting. Oh, come on now. Buffering, buffering, I'm buffering. I'm buffering on YouTube, Block Talk Radio. I'm buffering, I'm buffering. There we go. Welcome, YouTube. Please forgive me. I had a little moment of buffering, but we are we are back. Uh, Danette Gibbs uh, lives in Atlanta, and she says West End Martyr Station has huge spiritual work signs promoting business, and she disagrees. Now, Danette, um, I haven't been to Atlanta since I haven't been to Atlanta since 1999. 99, yeah, I haven't been to Atlanta since 1999. That's the last time I've been to the West End Mars Station. Um, if you can get a picture of that, face me. I would love to see that. Um, I, I see your disagreement. Um, I'm not very quick to just jump on the bandwagon because I would like to at least see it and, and see what it is that you're talking about. Um, I have seen, um, or, or call me, the call-in number is area code 845-9143. Call me, Danette, 845-277-9143. Mute your YouTube and pick up your phone and call me at 845-277-9143. Now, I compare that to churches who, you know, have billboards on the side of the highway, you know, um, advertisements, leaflets at the, at the grocery mart, you know, TV commercials. You don't see a lot of them. Uh, relatively speaking, you don't see a whole lot of advertisements, maybe as you did back in maybe the 90s, but you still see them. And for the most part, uh, unless you're really spiritually, religiously inclined, um, you're aware of of, of churches or organizations, um, most people don't see them. Most people don't acknowledge them. Most people don't pay a whole lot of um, attention to them. So I would be curious to see it. I would be curious to see it. I've seen some psychic reading ads, for instance, on bus stops in, in New Orleans, I believe. Um, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Um, I'm not sure how well they're used. I'm not even sure how popular uh, that is and they are as, as an idea. It might be something I might want to look into. But I will be curious to see um, exactly what it is that um, you're not you're not feeling about this particular 
uh, project. Where are you? Call me at 845 277 9143. 845 277 9143. Press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I'll open your mic. Divine self healing, peace and love, beloved. I didn't see you there at first. She says, as I understand, you said you do not self-read. No. No. Um, I allow spirit to speak to me. I allow spirit to speak to me. Sometimes that comes in a dream. Sometimes when I'm working with my stone, working with my crystals, in my in my meditation, spirit might I might be in a in a, in a cleansing bath, in a sweet bath, spirit. And I take a lot of baths, by the way. I'm not a shower guy. Um, spirit might speak to me. But no, I don't throw cards for myself. I don't throw shells for myself. It's against protocol. I don't pound palm nuts for myself. The only um, form of divination that you would call uh, self-divination is eaching. The Roman numeral I or the large, uh, 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 the capital I, I-N-G, I Ching. And with the I Ching, you throw said amount of coins or sticks. An older, more traditional way of uh, uh, performing I Ching is with sticks. But we now do it um, with coins, with coins. And um, just like Ifa, just like the Fa, you're going to get a certain number of houses. In Fa or Ifa, we might call that Odu. And you you throw your coins in I Ching, you make a mark. You make a solid line or a broken line. You you throw your coins again in I, in I Ching. You throw a sign, a line, a solid line or a broken line, and you do that six times. And then you get your reading. You you get your uh, house. And then that house has to be interpreted specifically to you. Now, I find I Ching to be probably one of the most accurate uh, personally self-reading tools that you can even utilize. So if you want to use something, I would use I would use I Ching. Please forgive me. I'm trying to type and think and communicate and see and respond all at the same time. There are free online I Ching sites like I Ching Online dot net, for instance, is one of them, and it allows you to. Um, Use the I Ching without um, throwing, you know, without throwing your coins or without, um, have, you know, throwing down your your stick. It virtually throws your coins for you, and then after you thrown your coins, click your throw coins verbally, you know, virtual button. You then create a house or what is called a hexagram. 
Um, I just did it for myself. Um, I'm not going to tell you what question I asked. Um, and the house that I received is hexagram 43. Hexagram 43. Now, the online, I Ching online.net will also allow you to throw your own coin and then input your answer or your response, you know, whatever, whether it was a solid line or a broken line, into the system, and then it will give you the detailed, uh, again, a similar scenario would be the fa do. You palm, you, you, you beat the palm nuts or you throw the shell and you form a house or you form a do, and, and then it, it has a body of information, a body of, of contextual uh, response from spirit. So hexagram 43, for instance, means breakthrough, means breakthrough, a deluge from heaven. The superior person rains fortune upon those in need, then moves on with no thought of the good he has done. I'm going to read that again. The superior person rains fortune upon those in need, then moves on without no thought of the good he has done. And remember, this is called breakthrough, kuai, breakthrough, a deluge from heaven. That's your cup running over. My cup runneth over, and the superior person reigns fortune, does good, shares love, shares resources on those in need. The issue must be raised before an impartial authority. This is what my... Hexagram says, the issue must be raised before an impartial authority. That's their response to the question. Oh, my goodness, I have to answer the door because that's probably my food delivery. Forgive me, Block Talk Radio. I'll be back. Thank you. Thank
wipe that door down or any surface that I might have touched or made some kind of uh, contact with. I'm even bleaching down the phone because I touched and held the phone as he delivered my product. So I'm grateful for your patience, your participation, Block Talk Radio and YouTube Live. If you're not on YouTube Live, you missed it. That was my Walgreens delivery. Not Walgreens, Walmart delivery. Because I'm not going out to no store. Don't have to. (laughs) You heard me talk about uh, going back to the old school pipes and bongs because Anybody walking to get no papers and no blunt wraps? <laughs> I found a source, a smoke shop online yesterday that sells flavored wraps. So I got a whole box of 25 <laughs> coming in the mail. <laughs> in the mail. So I don't even have to go to the corner store for nothing. I don't have to go to the grocery store for nothing. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, you want to know what that is? That is violet water. Violet water. It's like Florida water, but it's made from violet flowers. Violet water. Bet you ain't never seen that before. So thank you so much for your patience, your love, your time, your energy. If you have a question, a comment, or a request, please type it in all capital letters right now so that I can see it and respond to it. And Kiona will throw up that red question mark to help me to see it, and I'll respond to your questions or comments. You can also call me at area code 845-277-9143. Again, that's 845-277-9143. Now, listen, if you're just listening, your own mic, mute your own phone, because it's I I get feedback from that. Uh, My new caller, area code 7, I'm sorry, area code 678. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Divine Prince. Yes, beloved. Could you say that for me again? Divine Prince, this is Danette. Hey, hey, Danette. Thank you so much for calling in. I certainly I am so it. sorry. I had my job just called me because we're going to try to go ahead and start working from home. But, yes, I'm from Atlanta. I actually live in Stone Mountain, and it's my aunt have been uh, 50 years. She's been in the West End Mall for 50 years residing, and we were yeah. talking about what's going on in the world. And, of course, we talk about spiritual things probably night, nightly. And she mm-hmm. was telling me it's this big, beautiful sign at the West End train station that a spiritualist just took upon themselves to hang up. And I was surprised that it was still up, but I might drive by because I hadn't actually seen it myself. My aunt told me because she, like I said, she lives in the West End area. And yeah. she was like, I'll kind of was worried about it because the last couple of weeks I've been seeing a lot of spiritualists out on YouTube or promoting business, even communicating with me. And I'm like, 
Mm. And just something in my spirit just don't sit well. Because then it just confirms what you're saying. We should not be pulling these cards, doing reading on the coronavirus. I just don't, I don't feel right with that myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's, a, it's an outward sign of, of the carnalness, if you understand that word, that exists among culture and people today. Um, nothing is sacred anymore. Um, with everyone having a, 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 a camera, you know, in their phone, everyone has a device, nothing is sacred anymore. And so the idea of, of you know, even prayer, let, let's take it away from just um, reading and divination and, 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 and reverse, you know, change the words up and let's use prayer. So the idea that we only approach God, we only approach spirit, we only approach ancestors for selfish, personal needs, mm. petty needs, you know, that's what I mean when I say carnal, carnality. We're living in our flesh, uh, immediate gratification. What what can I get right now? What can I uh take advantage of right now? What can I hoard right now? And so reading ourselves, first of all, is against the rules. I don't care what tradition you initiate in, study with, learn with, reading ourselves is just not not, in, not in for foolishness, reading for selfishness, reading because we don't have anything better to do. It's like invoking God or invoking spirit or invoking your ancestors for foolishness, for pettiness, for carnalness, for things that aren't important, for things that don't matter, for things that don't fortify spirit, by life. We don't read for that. We don't consult spirit for that. We don't beg God for that, if you will. And so the notion that we sit around and so, you know, I've seen some of those those Jackson Square French Quarter sites, you know, sit around on their milk crate and their little card table and they may not have a customer at the time, you know, and, and they're just throwing cards. They're just looking at cards. They're just playing with cards. And each time they do so, they are literally playing with their own fate. They're literally turning over your own fate. It's time you shuffle and then turn those cards over. I might shuffle my cards. Sometimes I shuffle my cards 15 minutes before I know someone's going to call me, before my appointment. And I'm shuffling, and I'm shuffling, but I don't look at them. I don't turn them over. Then once I get into the call, I'll shuffle them, you know, once or twice or three times more. Then I turn them over and I I go into the reading. But I don't sit around and just turn cards over and just read people, read situations, scenarios. It's just not not the appropriate thing to do. And people will be tempted right now innocently because they're bored or, or, or are taking the time now to study um, 
the cards or, or study the traditions a little bit more. And you might be tempted to read people's places and things, one, without the permission of the truth, outside of, of what what is contextually the appropriate thing to do. So it, it's just not a good idea. Um, I've had really negative experiences occur in my life. Yes, I, I know that you mentioned it on the YouTube episode. I, I think it was a couple of years back it. you told us. Um, had a very violent experience with it. I don't even want to recount the story again. Um, I have recounted it in the past on a previous show. I don't really want to recount the story again. Um, okay. But it's not a joke. So don't don't play around with them. Uh, am I miss? I feel like I'm missing my question in the chat. Uh, let's see. Thank you, Fiona, for your help, your protection. Yeah, to me, vampires, huh, Fiona? I, I see you. Do you think Someone that it's all because of the fear and they're promoting the, the, the prosper? Right. Were you just responding to what I said, or were you curious about where they are coming from? Give me a moment. I'm scrolling back up. Okay. Keon, I see it's always bad news when you, when you self-read. Yeah, because first of all, first of all, you're supposed to be read by by a qualified practitioner, your godparent, or qualified practitioner. So you're going to be read by Forgive the buffering. Forgive the buffering. Please forgive the buffering. So you're going to be read by your godparents or by a qualified practitioner, qualified elder. Reading yourself is just not advisable. Um, someone else has to interpret what's being on self-read. Um, can't see yourself clearly. It, it, it's just like... Um, trying to see yourself dressed without a mirror. Yeah, you, you can dress in the dark. You might have a good idea about what you're grabbing and what you're putting on. But it takes an outside person to be the vessel to read you clearly and authentically and make that connection. Um, I, I don't necessarily suggest no, no, no. Because pendulum, I'm answering the question about reading self with pendulum. Pendulums utilize um, delicious apple love, earth forces. So you got to remember when you're utilizing earth, you're pulling on elements: earth, water, fire, air, mind. And and those both have negative and a positive, a pro and a con, protons and neutrons. So I don't suggest using the pendulum. Pendulums will swing consistently. Yes. No. A great deal like um, Obi Abasa, but I don't suggest using them to self-free. No, no, no. Using them to locate, using them to identify, yes. But I used to use a pendulum to identify geographic locations on a map. I've used pendulums to identify names within a list, or within the context of a, of a document or particular energy, but not self-read. No, no. 
Am I missing any questions? Am I missing my questions? I still feel like I need to go back to the rap question. Okay, Keona did ask, what's the, what's the website to order the rap, the box of 25 from? Um, Taylor talks, yes, I, I, I like, I got hooked on flavor rap. I'm a strong advocate against smoking, against tobacco products. Uh, I used to preach, 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 preach to the young people. Stop with the blunt. It's technology. Young black people don't start smoking early at the same rate as other ethnic groups. Blunt is trick. I, I've said it on this show. Uh, then I had a, a, a lover introduce me to blunt uh, flavored wrap. Without the tobacco, it's just a wrap and it come in flavor. See, that's the trick. Flavor, convenience, um, about five years ago, and, and now I still I, I still got this blunt thing going on. This, this. And, and I'm going to break it. I, I am. I'm going to break it, but I, I like to play the rap. I, I just do. I just do. Do I have another question or request on um, Block Talk Radio or on YouTube? And my call is your mics are still open, by the way. So if you have something to say, just unmute yourself and jump right on back in. Um, I don't mute my callers unless they have loud background. Thank you so much for being present with me for an hour and, and 40 minutes. In the middle of your day, on a Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. Yes, Fiona. But what is your number? I don't see you on my phone line unless my desktop is closed. Keona, are you on the phone for real? I don't see you. What is your area code? Divine Press. 323. Maybe I need to uh, refresh that page. Oh, you are 323. Girl, I had no idea I was talking to you all that time. <laughs> I had no idea I was talking to you. Can you imagine how many people I talk to every day, how many voices that I hear every day? It's a lot to, it's a lot to memorize. Listen, if you all don't have questions, comments, or requests, I am going to end this show. How do you use the river water for spiritual work? Apple love, you're trying to start some mess. And I say that with love because um, this this is controversial because now we're getting into two two things. Can I tell? Oh, I'm live on air, beloved. Checking on you. I'm live on YouTube and Block Talk Radio as we speak. Um, I will talk to you again soon. Thank Call me when you're done. Listen, would you like to give yourself a brief commercial? Because you can be heard now worldwide. I, I sure would. Go ahead. I'll well, take the story. Okay. This is Denise Augustine with our sacred stories here in New Orleans. We are a tour company that tours St. Louis number one, number two, and we 
our businesses. And so my focus is going to be on this story uh, when we're back up and running in New Orleans. So I want you guys to stay safe, and I want you to also make plans to travel, uh, learn the lessons that we need to learn, talk to your ancestors for your protection, and always prayer and meditation. Meditation is where you're going to get your answer. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, uh, Prince. Thank you, Prince. Thank you, Denise Augustine, for calling in. I pray all my listeners, um, both YouTube and Blog Talk Radio, can hear that. Um, I lost my connection for a minute, and then um, Denise called, and I want to be sure to share her with you here on another revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes, broadcasting both on YouTube Live and Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate your questions, comments, and requests. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Marie Laveau and her activities during plague season. Plague season. This is not the first time New Orleans has had to experience plague. It's not the first time New Orleans has had to experience a calamity. And so we come together in love, but we also come together in the tradition and the practice that we all know that exists within our blood. This is the time, this is the time to show who you are and and what you are and to allow your ancestors and your lineage to stand up in you and for you, to remind you how our great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers got through a calamity, to remind us how to survive, to remind us how to live, and always how to be spiritual and in connection with with God and and the universe. If you have questions or comments, please type them in all capital letters, and I'll be more than happy to respond to you. And, of course, if you're on my blog talk radio, just press the number one on your telephone keypad. And I'll be more than happy to open your mic and bring your question, comment, or request. I am offline again. Hello. Okay, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for staying in there with me while I reload the YouTube Live again. <laughs> keep getting Can you interrupted. Hear me? My stream keeps getting broken up. Keona, can you hear can me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Blog Talk Radio, are you with me? YouTube Live, are you with me? Hello. Thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for responding. I had to reload again, so I wanted to be sure you all could hear me. I was on hold. I was like, oh, my God. Don't hang up. I hear you. Can you hear me? What you got to say today, Kiana? You always got something to say. Okay, so 
you know, you you know, I you know how when, when old people they get they don't have nobody and you go visit them and you can't leave because they always yeah. has me. <laughs> yeah. But I was uh, uh, reaching out because um, I love the show, of course. But um, you know, with doing my business, it's 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 a new business and it's up and down, so we know how that goes. But what's been bothering me, which I wanted to talk to you about, because I wanted to see if you can recommend a gemstone, because I have bracelets and I have the tourmaline, but I, and I got the clear, clear crystal on my neck, but I feel like I need something else because I feel like my energy has been sucked. And it's like trigger words that people say to me that bothers me, like, like someone to say, which is where you're hearing emotion from now, but I wasn't at first. I'll hear like, oh, you're too emotional or oh, my God, you emotionally unbalanced. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm not expressing emotion. At least I don't think I am. I don't like it when, when people do that to me. And so someone did that to me today because I was telling them about um, a client that they had referred to me. And right. um, the person that had me uh, send them an agreement twice, and they flaked out. And I was only telling them because it was their referral. And they were like, oh, you've been way too emotional. And they've been saying it for two weeks. And, like, that's bothering me because I don't like it when people okay. put me in Tell a box because, I mean, I, huh? Stop for a minute because I, I want to respond to that. But also I, I want you to go back and talk about your stones again. What stones are you working with? I have the uh, the clear quartz around my neck. And then I have a uh, black tourmaline. And then I have some bracelets. Um, on your neck? Um, no, around my neck is just the clear quartz only. Okay, just the clear quartz only. And where do you keep the black tourmaline? Um, I have it in like a um, a silk bag that I, uh, that's, that's in my purse. But I'll hold it in my hand whenever I do use it. And do you have it on you when you get this response from people that you're being too much? No. No, I don't. Okay, so it's not you. It's not you. What What is happening is, listen, once you go into light, you cannot go back into the darkness. Once your third eye comes okay. open, you can't close it. So people are responding to your energy, to to your projected energy. Now, now, now let me use myself as an example so you understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very intense. That might be surprising to some of you. I'm extremely intense. So I can whisper something. In fact, the more quiet I get, the more I tone it down, the more my energy sometimes comes off as aggressive. I was okay. in the Walmart one day, and a white woman sort of cut me off in the aisle. And she looked at me, and she said, man, you look like if you could, you would just kill me right now. And, of course, I mean, all she did was cut me off in the aisle. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't that deep for me. It wasn't that personal for me. But people mm-hmm. feel that energy. People feel that energy. So if your spirit screams, if your spirit is loud, if your spirit sings, causes discomfort to others, they respond to that. Um, some mm. people just ain't ready for life. Some people just ain't ready for joy. Some people just ain't ready for happiness, and they respond negatively to that. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. aren't aren't open to your your empowerment. So so you're feeling empowered. You're feeling open. You mm-hmm. know your whole key 
you know, of ancestors is standing with you and, and behind you. Mm-hmm. Other mm-hmm. people can feel that. Other people can experience that. And I've tested it. I've tested it because like you, early on, I took it very personally. Um, mm-hmm. I, I took, you know, um, am I crazy? Am I speaking another language? What yes. don't you what I'm saying right now in this moment or what, what I'm suggesting right now in this moment, and they're indeed responding to spirit. And so if that stuff is in your spirit, even your past, even your your negative stuff, even even your hurts, your pain, mm-hmm. people think mm-hmm. that's well way, especially in the West, especially with Americans. We get up every day, we go out about our business, we go to work, we go to religious centers, whatever we do our activity, mm-hmm. and everything is cool. Everything is fine. Now, you might not be able to hide things from your mama or your best friend or, or an astute reader like myself. In fact, I'm going to yep. pull out the thing you do not want to talk about. And not, not because it's a thing you don't want to talk about, but, but in the not wanting to talk about, it's the thing that you're feeding so much energy to. Yes. So you and I going to, you know, tell all your business on live on air, Kim, but you and I have a path. Yeah. You and yeah. I have some heartbreak there. Um, yep. You know, and so people feel that. Even though I'm the divine, all blessed, all is a blessing, respect the voodoo, people still feel the intensity of my pain. People still feel the intensity of my past, even if they can't put words to it, even if they can't explain it, even if they don't know what it is. So I have had to take extra care in how I word things, beloved, what I okay. say, being conscious of my own energy. And you can't take it personally. You really have to sort of step back in, in, in like a third-person kind of way um, and see yourself, see your energy. Um, and, and that's what people are responding to. Does, does that make sense? Okay. It makes perfectly good sense. It's like you just read me like I was cut open in surgery because I was like, it, it brought up emotion because I'm like, what are they talking about? But it makes perfectly good sense. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, you know, I get, what's wrong? What do you mean? Nothing, you know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm like, what? I, I get that a, Girl, I get that a lot. We could be, <laughs> listen, we could be at work on set. You know, when we film, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. So usually mm-hmm. we're sitting in one area, you know, drinking coffee, drinking juice, eating chips, eating fruit, mm-hmm. waiting for them to call us to set when they're ready for us to do our part. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of just sitting and people read, people talk, you know, people gossip, people get to know each other. It's a very sociable kind of thing. For me, mm-hmm. I like to be quiet. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I, you know, I put my cloak on and put my hood over my face. And, and I like to be in the spirit. And and yep. people don't understand that as an empath, if you have any empathic abilities at all, you're absorbing and you're hearing all this chatter, all this yep. noise. Yes. And it's loud. If you don't understand, it's loud. And you just want to be quiet. And and some yep. people just can't stand quiet. Just can't stand silence. Just can't mm-hmm. stand the sounds inside their own head. And my mother, I love my mama. Um, my mama taught us how to meditate at five, three, four, five, six, seven. 
My mama wasn't the mother that that was always saying, go outside and play. Go to your room. You know, my parents were the type, find you something to do. Yep. If you're bored, you have enough to do. Clean these blinds. <laughs> you know, wash these walls down. And, and if you didn't want to do that, clean and wash, you found something to do. And so I learned to write what plays. They say. I create, yeah, I learned to create things out of cardboard boxes. I, yeah. I learned to use my imagination. But one thing my yeah. mother would say is, sit quiet and meditate. Oh, mom, we're bored. Sit quiet and meditate. Be mm-hmm. still and meditate. And, and we would sit down, you know, and put on our music on my R&B or whatever, my Denise Williams from the day. You know, and we would yeah. <laughs> And so when mm-hmm. I became, you know, interested in spiritual things, which was really elementary school, junior high, because I was mm-hmm. an avid uh, user of the library. Um, and at that time, you could grab any occult book, any pagan book, any spiritual book, any witchcraft book, was on the shelves back then in the 70s and the 80s, even at, you know, at, at school. It was really the oh, evangelical that wow. then during Reagan era, and had a lot of these books, even Tom Sawyer. You can't get Tom Sawyer in a lot of um, school libraries anymore because it uses mm-hmm. the word nigga in the book. So early on, I was studying what many of you are, are just now beginning to look at, auras yep. and crystals, astrology and numerology and Arisha and, and, and Loa. So as early as elementary school, as early as elementary school, I was I was already there. So the idea of, of studying people, studying yourself is very important. It's very important. So what, what's happening is they are responding to you, but an aspect of you. And, and listen, we live in an interdimensional space, Kiana. So even our past yeah. is still present. We say, oh, that, mm. that was 20 years ago, that was 30 years ago, I'm over it, that person is dead, yada, yada, yada. But the past and the present exist in the, in the now. There Ooh, are people. You ain't never lied. Yeah, you, there are people you can't hide that from. There are people, told strangers, who see me in public and immediately get angry, immediately get aggressive. And they may not know nothing about me. They may not be judging how I'm dressed, you know, that African clothes or the voodoo. They're responding to energy, energy. Mm. And sometimes it's their own energy in response to who and what you are in that moment. And sometimes it's your energy, an aspect of your energy that you aren't necessarily in touch with in that moment. So don't Mm. absorb it. Don't internalize it. Don't take it personally, but start looking at it as a sign of spirit. Spirit is doing something. What's happening? Spirit is saying something. What is that? What do you hear? What do you see? Um, I've learned to use, you know, my therapeutic Iyanla Van Zandt language, (laughs) you know? So people speak, and then I say, beloved, what I believe I heard you say was, and then you respond. And, and, that, and that keeps you both on track. 
if there is an issue that gives them the opportunity to say, oh, well, Keon, I just don't like that color you got on. Or well, you said, you know, that gives them an opportunity. But don't immediately emotionally respond to it. Spiritualists cannot emotionally. Emotion is lower down on the chakras. Emotion is fourth chakra and lower. And the lower yeah. part of the fourth chakra. When you're a spiritualist or a spiritual person or believe you're operating in consciousness, you're operating in the higher octave of the fourth chakra and higher. Mm-hmm. And so that means you don't immediately respond. You don't immediately take things personally. You don't immediately yep. read things to be you. Sometimes you have to listen quietly in your in your head, in your space to spirit, and discern what the response is. Often their response is about themselves, Keon, and not about you. Yep. Often people's response to me is about themselves. Well, you look like that, you dress like that, you act like that, you talk like that, you pro- you projecting this kind of energy. What does that say about me? What, what does that mean about who I am? And people get in a feeling. Yep. People get defensive. P- people get angry when they see you you coming through. Um, I've never had the experience, but I'm sure priests and get the same response. You show up in public with your collar on, you know, looking all holy and, and sanctified. And some people can only envision pedophilia. Some people can only envision enslavement. And, and so there's that there's a, there's a negative internal response there that's not necessarily conscious or intentional. It, it, it just is when those energies meet that crossroads. So don't fear it. Be open to it. Be open enough to examine it. Kayla, um, you didn't amazing. write in capital, but I see you. Oshun, <laughs> thank you so much for being present. Um, I don't know what's going on with chat. It's only two people in chat. Keona, you're not even in chat. So I don't know what's More. going on with Hold on, let me look. Um, it's, um, I think everybody called in. Cause, oh, I told everybody. To, I asked everybody to call in. Yeah, because the I'm show has because the buffering. I'm at show seven seventy six point four. If you're on YouTube, I'm on I'm on seventy six point four, but you can still call in. Kayla asked, "What is my perspective on the eagerness people have to come into the tradition?" and provide paid services and readings to people when they are still learning or new to the ATR. Kayla, you trying to start some mess too. Now, you know that's a messy <laughs> question. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's a messy question. And you already know my opinion. I don't like it. Not because I'm personally feeling some kind of way about it. I don't like it because it creates work that I have to do. It creates work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Blog Talk Radio, I'm going to lose you. I'm not going to lose you. I'm going to lose the live broadcast. You will no longer be able to call in. If you are already on the phone, stay on the phone. You'll be able to hear everything that goes into archive. We talk another hour you'll still be able to hear it. Um, otherwise, it's too late to call in to the phone. Um, now, what I was saying, first of all, I get the eagerness. 
This is the season. We're being called back to the ancestors. We're being called back to who we are. We're being called back to the root. And that is literally and figuratively, that has been reinforced by the arrival and success of the DNA test, the 23andMe and the Ancestor.com and, and the accessibility of these services today. So now is the time that people who have said were cut off from their roots, cut off from their gods, cut off from their name, cut off from their customs. Now is the time for us not only to reconnect with that, but to have some kind of legitimate footprint by way of us, the DNA. So I get the season of eagerness. I get it. The, the internet also plays a role in that. The availability of information, the Yoruba are prolifically educated individuals. I believe the the statistics say that Yoruba are the most educated ethnic group in the United States. I'm not sure what the what the number is uh, in the world or in other countries, but certainly in the United States. And so Yoruba is prolific as a culture, as an art, as sculpture, as writing, as, as literary work. So we're familiar with Ashe. We're familiar with Alafia. These are Yoruba-based words. We're, we're familiar with Orisha. And we want to replace organized religion with something. We burn out on organized religion. We have our feelings about organized religion. We have our problems with organized religion, etc. So I get the eagerness to come into the tradition. I don't quite get the shortcut that people want to take to come into the tradition. You have those who want to take a shortcut in the tradition, and you have those who feel they don't need initiation or proper introduction to the tradition at all. So that creates a problem. The next part of your question is provide paid services and readings to people, particularly while they're still learning. There's a rush to provide services, not a rush to learn the culture, not a rush to learn the tradition, not a rush to sort of authentically find my way into into the practice, whether it be through Yoruba, which is really just one ethnic group. You got Eve. Why y'all not appropriating the Eve? Why y'all not appropriating Igbo? Now, there's a few. I don't want to start throwing out any names, but there's a few that are appropriating Igbo, one I used to be very friendly with, um, but people aren't appropriating that. To some degree, we were appropriating Kemet in ancient Egypt, particularly in social media 10 years ago. Everybody had a Kemetic name. Everybody had a pharaonic name. Everybody had something that tied them back to Egypt. Now it's the Moors. Now it's, you know, that branch of consciousness. So we as a people have a desire to want to be a part of something. Even after as, after we flee the church or organized structures, we, we still as humans have this need, have this desire to be a part of something. But, but now the idea of paid services, that's trending because of social media and the Internet. I see you. I see your popularity. You're on TV. You're in movies. 
because you're talking Ifa, because you're standing on voodoo, because you're representing what, what many people still see as a taboo subject. So some people are drawn to it because it's taboo in their mind. It, 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 it's a direct affront to what mom and them is doing. And, and I know some people personally that sort of take that, that stance. I'm going to do and say and demonstrate what's going to be most opposite to what they're doing, to, to what's going on. But the paid services element is usury, is fraud, is people operating at the lowest of their chakra system, at the lowest of their carnal selves for the sake of greed, for the sake of profit. And, and anytime you put yourself in a position to cheat, to fraud, to defraud, for the dollar, you you just step. Now you're out. Now you're out. I don't do a whole lot of begging, pleading. Uh, send me a donation now. Your televangelist asks for more than I do. Um, my godchildren support me because they want to. My godchildren support me because they can. My, my godchildren support me as spirit motivates them to support me. I don't ask for anything. Paul, how many times have I asked you for anything? How many times have I asked you to send me some money? How many times have I asked you to help me out? When I need something, I say I need something. The other day I said I need water purification. I need food. But the idea of, you know, you barely know the, the, the days of the week ritually within this tradition, but you're now offering services. That's a problem. And Instagram, uh, I hate to pick on Instagram, but, but Instagram doesn't seem to care, doesn't seem to be paying attention. And it's a real problem on Instagram. The, the number of times I've had to deal with people appropriating me, my name, my image, just to have Instagram treat me like a random somebody is a problem. And, and, and it suggests some culpability on the hand of Instagram for allowing this this type of activity to still go on. We know that they can see all of our messages on Instagram. We know that. They can see all of our DMs on Instagram. So they know these people are setting up these fake profiles and, and are exploiting the desire for, uh, I'm going to use the words you use in your question, the uh, eagerness for voodoo and ifa. And often the eagerness is, again, carnal. Fix my love life. Fix my pocket money. Make me famous. Make me a celebrity. You know, bind, bind my haters. Bind my enemies. Even if the enemies haven't done anything or done enough <laughs> to uh, deserve you know, what we're seeing in social media in terms of, you know, the warfare and the battle that, that that's going on between people. So I find it very problematic. I find it very troubling. Abu Shisha Ashe, beloved um, Abarisha Paul, Cologne, um, I find it very problematic. It, it's problematic for us all. And it also helps to continue to feed sort of the illusion of what this is and how this works uh, in social media. And, and so tomorrow, another fake practitioner is born. 
Um, Paul Cologne, I hope you you know, don't have a problem with me calling you out. It's it's one of my godchildren, one of my best godchildren. Um, you think my shrines are something? You should see Paul's shrine. You think my sacred house is something? You should see Paul. Uh, one of my best students learned a lesson. Is learning the word. Is learning the the the, the implements and the tools. Paul make his own Florida water. You know, there and he's not trying to sell services. He's not trying to set up and read people. Uh, and if he wanted to, he's got plenty of background, you know, plenty of items to, to present sort of that look. I'm shocked even by the um, West African posts that we get in Instagram. And I want to be careful because I'm not sure all of that is even coming from West Africa. But it has a West African look. So it's an African they have about seven, ten pictures, you know, bloody goats, bloody sheep, you know, uh, two Ibeji dolls tied together. You know, they typically have more people that they are following than people that are following them. This is how you identify these perpetrators. They got less than a dozen or so posts. They're following a thousand people, two thousand people. Only a dozen people are following them. Only twenty people following them. And they are attempting to use the look of West African voodoo, what West African voodoo looks like, what it should emulate. But you are seeing a lot of pictures that help you to identify the owner of the account. Now, you might see one, two, three pictures, but usually they're three different people, five different people. They're never the same person, usually a limited number of people. Um, and, and again, when you look at that type of perpetration, they're using your own actions and then mirroring that back at you. They know what you want, they mirror it back. They know what you desire, they mirror that back. They know that you're only concerned about love and relationships, they mirror that back. And people fall for it. People fall for it. Your practitioner should absolutely be about more than fixing love and relationships. Your practitioner should absolutely be about more than binding your enemy. There's, there's too many other arenas to be addressed. Health, wellness, prosperity, joy, tranquility. There are too many other arenas to be addressed. So you have to begin to look at these practitioners in their fullness. And what is their name and can that name be found elsewhere? Who are they really if they have a picture? And can that picture be found elsewhere? Can I match your Instagram to your YouTube? Can I match it to your Facebook? Can I match it to your LinkedIn? You got to look at more than one site, more than one location. You got to do your research on these people. And I beg you to research me. I, I do it all the time. I've done it for years. Research me, baby. Google me, search me, research me. Better Business Bureau, me. There's a footprint. I didn't just fall off yesterday. Look at the most recent video on my Instagram, Zach Mercer Street Magician. I got hair. That video is like 10 years old, okay? (laughs) I was younger. So we took ourselves often. 
Um, I know you asked that question just so I can speak to it for other people. I know you you didn't leave that information for yourself, Kayla. But um, people aren't willing to do the research, and, and advertisers know that. People aren't willing to hear clearly what they think they're hearing, and advertisers know that. And so you got those infomercials that are on, you know, between 2 and 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, selling you stuff you don't need, going to be in your closet, selling you stuff you're going to eventually throw away. And it's because people aren't really listening. People aren't really paying attention. People aren't really going to research it and do their homework and look at it uh, at any deeper level. The newness alone coming into ATR should be enough to occupy you with study. Oh, my God, there's so much to study and learn about Africa and, and your people and your particular lineage and your particular bloodline. Uh, another thing I want to say, a poignant thing for you all who are inviting all these readings um, to you, you also inviting those people's energy. You're also inviting those people's demons. You're also inviting those people's toxic. And so that which is attached to their stories, that's what which is attached to them, transfers to your readers. Just look at your readers. Look at who they are. If you're seeing a real picture, uh, I know on some of these sites the pictures are glossy, not real. Um, you know, stock photo. Uh, they never change the photo. You never see any updated imagery of the reader. You never see the reader in a new environment. You never see the reader around other people. You all just ain't paying attention. You choose to pay attention. The readers are not using their real names. Uh, they're using made-up made up names, crystal goddess, mother Africa, whatever. And, and, and they're not their legal name. It's not on their driver's license. It's not on their birth certificate. And so you all ask to be taken advantage of. You all set yourself up to be used by the by the overnight born again reader who now wants to charge you for reading. Um, some of these people got 14,000 followers, 20,000 followers, barely 20 years old, or barely stepped outside their house, ain't, ain't been anywhere. Literally and figuratively, as it relates to the tradition, the practice, or the culture. So I got a real big, big issue with it. A real big issue with it. Um, Rob Stone, thank you so much for being present. Uh, Rob Stone, um, send me an email at divineprince at HouseOfTheDivineFrench.com. I'll help you work that out. Now, I need to know, and you might want to tell me now, what service did you use? Um, all the services are not the same. Um, and there is still work, I've said this on my broadcast before, that has to be done. Once you get the test, there's still more work that has to be done. The test helps you to identify regions, so you then have to look at time period. Um, what was going on in Nigeria in, in 1970 is not the same thing as 1870 or 1770. And we had to consider that ethnic groups move, relocate, um, 
during particular times in history. So that too also has to be looked at. And that's why I charge, I ask a donation for ancestral work and divination because of the work aspect, the work aspect and helping people to directly connect the lineage and the region. And the region. Uh, Rob Stone, if, if you heard me, what test did you take? Which uh, DNA test did, did you take? Oshun Yemi 1. Uh, if you have not taken the DNA test, then you wouldn't know how much Nigeria, Nigerian, and then, of course, the ethnic groups that come out of Nigeria. And I believe there's at least 200 just within Nigeria alone that needs to be uh, deciphered, that needs to be looked at. Yeah, uh, Robert Stone, I don't know if you hear me um, or if there's a delay. Uh, You're being white is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Um, White people are going to have other ethnicities show up in their test. Now, you may not have any African or Africa specifically, but you're going to have other indigenous ethnic groups um, in your in your bloodline, and and don't you know as a white person don't feel. Listen, I can't tell you how to feel, so 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 scratch that. I can't tell you how to feel, but understand there are indigenous ethnic groups behind what we call white, and your dad may very well be be right. Um, all humanity stems from Africa. That's the first thing. So the idea that it's absolutely not in your test at all would be just weird. Um, but you're absolutely going to have some other ethnicity in your test. Now, if your dad took the test, um, that's one thing. I need you to take the test, and I need you to at least tell me what test you took. 23andMe is different from Ancestry.com. And then there are other tests that are available that are a little bit more um, expensive out there that you could also utilize. But there's absolutely a way to pinpoint lineage. Um, When I think of Nordics and and the Druids and and some of the other um, ethnicities that are present in the world uh, or were present in the world, there's just more homework that you need to do, beloved. There's just more. Um, so when you say ancient European shamanism, European is a, is a new word. European is a new word. You're, you're mentioning a country, a principality, a, a municipality, all of those words. When you say Europe, when you say European. You're not pulling from an ethnic group. For example, when I say Africa, that, that's a country. That's, that's a continent. Forgive me. That's a continent. That does not speak to lineage. When I say Ewe, Ifu, Fa, Ka, Hausa, Yoruba, now I'm mentioning lineage. 
Now I'm mentioning ethnicity. So when you say European shamanism, you, that's that's as general as as paganism. That's as general as witchcraft. You're not you're not speaking to a specific person, place, or thing. So that's why the DNA test and ethnicity is very important. And I and I use the science within your DNA test to then look at geography, lineage, ethnicity, and of course movement. Movement. Where where certain groups were in, in the 1500s may not be where they were in the 1700s, will not be where they were in 2000, especially if they're in, you know, Africa, the Middle East, Southern Europe, some of these warring areas of other world uh, where, where people get pushed around, cultures get pushed in and pushed out, um, ideas get pushed in and pushed out. So I need your test. I need to know the geography that is laid out in the test. And I need to know what type of test um, you're pulling from. I need to know what type of test you're pulling from. Uh, you have an ethnicity. Uh, I have Irish in my bloodline. I have Scandinavian in my bloodline. There's, there's, there's a lineage there that goes back to a tribe. Maybe tribe is a, is a better word an ethnicity, a family, a tribe, uh, you're still not giving me that. But when you do, I- I'll be here to help you. Send me an email. Oshun, give me one. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with your name. But I know you've been around a while. And I appreciate you for continuing to be present and, and to be a supporter. That Marcus Art, it's entirely too much going on for me. You already know I need you. Yeah, and I need you as well. Um, without saying too much, I, I've always felt me and Marcus were connected in another life. Uh, and I've told him that privately, so I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail about it. Um, but, yeah, there's too much going on. There's a lot going on um, energetically, spiritually, intellectually, politically. I mean, we're getting hit right now from every angle, from every direction. It's like we all woke up in a fairy tale. We all woke up in some kind of thriller book or some kind of thriller movie. And we're being confronted with a new way of seeing and being. But much of the answer to that is that that you already have, is that that you already know. It's that which we already are. And this provides us an opportunity to be more of that, more still, more quiet, more creative, more musical, more talented. You should be creating more. Paint your feelings. Create your feelings. Write your feelings. And and, and breathe them out of your body. That energy that's in your stomach, that's in your chest, you have to bring that outside your body. So create, create, write, produce, make, clean your house, move things around. You you have to bring that energy out of the spirit realm and and, and into the physical realm. And so I'm here for you. And, of course, you can always privately connect with me at your leisure, Um, Marcus, you and yours. I'm here for you. 
Um, thank you, Robert Stone, for being present and for actively participating in the show. Everybody is welcome here, regardless of race, race, ethnicity, color, geographic location. I'm still going to tell the truth. Uh, I'm still going to keep it real. Everyone is welcome. If you have a question, comment, request, please save it for my next episode. I'm going to be ending the show uh, very soon. Even my Blog Talk Radio archive listeners, area code 323, area code 803, area code 212, area code 301, area code 504, Blog Talk Radio will be cutting you off in 15 minutes. Um, So I'm going to be ending the show soon. I'm probably going to end with a little bit of music. So my Blog Talk Radio listeners will hear and enjoy some music. Um, My YouTube listeners, I'll, I'll drop the mic. I've been accused of just dropping the mic <laughs> when I end the show. So in the next 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to drop the mic. So hit me with your questions, your comments, your requests, in all capital letters in the YouTube Live. Do it right now. If you have a question, comment, or request, and you are on the phone line, just hit your number one, and I'll open your mic again and bring you into the conversation. Three through three, your mic has never been closed. I think that's Kiana. Your mic is always open. Uh, but all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, the news right now is a veil. The virus right now is a veil. I'm not suggesting that it's not real. I'm not suggesting that it's not tangible. I'm not suggesting that we all have deal with it in our own way, individually and specifically. But I'm also suggesting that there's a whole lot more spiritually on another level going on. And this is the test. This is the test. How much hoodoo are you really? How much obia are you really? How much voodoo are you really? How much Christian, Islam, and Judaism are you Really, really. And where is that for you right now? How does that stand up for you right now? And don't worry if you're missing pieces. Don't worry if you don't have anything. Now's the time to grab on. Now's the time to learn. Now's the time to gain access to. Now's the time for all of us to be sit still, to look inward, and to look deeper at who and what we are, who and what we say we are, and who and what we manifest in real-world time. I am because my creators are. I am all-powerful, open, and receptive to all that operates for my good here and now in this most present moment in, this, in divine time space. And so God is and I am as well. My ancestors are, and so therefore you are as well. And so we have all that we need. It is divinely innate, N-H-I-N-N-A-T-E, and inherent, and inherent. Don't worry about how much is on your shelf, how much is in your cabinet. Reach out, ask for help. Dial 311 or 211, whatever the number is in your city, in your location. 
Seek resources. Use your social media. Reach out to your family, your friends, your cohorts, your peers in social media. But understand everybody's reaching out right now. Everyone's asking. Everyone's begging. And in some cases, people are defrauding. So be honest. Be truthful. Be real. And by all means, reach out. Reach out within your peer group. Reach out within your community. Be calm. Be still. Be vigilant. Be neighborly. Don't violate anybody's space. Don't get too close, but be neighborly. Be neighborly. Be well. Be available. And by all means, just be loved, be wisdom, be present. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ache. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for showing up and, and being present with me. All is a blessing.
dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit, boil a gumbo hot and steady. Don't care if Freddy ready. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. Build a fire on the bayou. When a black cat scratch at two. Under a full moon that's blue. Chant the magic words, Kufaru. A dash of cayenne to the rule. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too. Single rod that molds this through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you, can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried, a dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah, black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my grease suit. prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. 
centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our hosts, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our hosts. The colonizers came and pushed aside our hosts and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places, Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is, hail, Congo, Square, Congo, Congo Square, our African gods have not been obliterated, they have merely retreated inside the beat of us, inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated, they have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, 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 being, beating, being of black heart drums, heart beat, heart beat. Heart be at this place, at this place be heart be be we beating place in new world space, beating being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk, our music the God talk. First thing we do. Let's get together, circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end, 
connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be banza music and sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials, the bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. But no matter... No matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day, a feel, a feel without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember. To beat, to be, beat, Congo Square, be, Congo Square, beat, be, beat. Remember. Yeah.